1: We're back with a mini-sode. Yeah, we're
0: back with a mini-sode. These are our favorites because they're your banana stories sent to us, and we get a lot of them. You can send them to thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. You can send these to thebananaspodcast, our Instagram and DMS, or you can text them to me on the bananas phone, Front Mint Mobile, 213-214-7974.
1: All right, Scotty. You want to get right into it? I want to hear what story you, you have picked for this, today's mini-sode. You know, I do have a good one. And also, okay. I, I'm not sure, is this
0: coming out on New Year's Eve? Is this, a, is this a New Year's Eve episode?
1: This is a New Year's Eve episode, pal. Uh,
0: we'll go into, we'll do some more New Year's Eve stuff in the future, but... Well, wait. um wait,
1: we, we do have to talk about the, like, I, we, we've never talked about the pants party.
0: We've never talked about my pants-cutting parties, and okay. All right, let's, let's talk I guess. about that first. Happy New Year's Eve, everybody. Uh, the Great Quar continues, but the worst year in modern history appears to be ending on Thursday or tonight. Um, so I'm a big believer, Kurt knows this, uh, that uh, the more you go looking for a good time instead of creating a good time, you'll never find a good time. So people that drive around all night, we did this in high school, I'm sure you did this in high school, Kurt, where you'd go to one party and your friend had a car and you'd hear about another one, you'd go to that one and you hear about another one and then you ultimately end up at like a Burger King parking lot at midnight eating french fries and that was the best time of the night. So I don't like New Year's Eve when I was living in uh New York and was broke and didn't really want to go spend bottle service or I don't know uh fifty dollars to get a champagne toast at midnight. Uh, I had a few friends over, Brendan and Bryce and um who you know and his younger brother Bjorn and we went out and had a couple beers and we ate some dinner. We came back to my house and we decided to start a tradition. We're starting at nine thirty on New Year's Eve, you start cutting your, you start cutting each other's pants off five inches at a time until midnight. <laughs> so, Kurt, you came to a bunch of these, but I would pick a loose theme, so like corduroys and turtlenecks, or uh, Michael Jackson shirts and sweatpants, or uh, denim on denim. And then people would show up to this party. The first year there were six of us. The second year there were about twenty, and the few that you came to, Kurt, there were probably. Fifty there people there. Seventy people in a Brooklyn apartment, which is um like a clown car. Yeah. And the idea is you can't cut your own pants off. Uh so people would show up with scissors, uh, in their simple theme, and then starting at nine thirty, everybody would yell first cut, and you'd have to find somebody you knew or didn't know, and they would cut five inches of your pants off and then half an hour would go by. and you'd make a pile, like a pile of leaves. It was the most fun. I'm going to bring it back in LA. I did. Well, you got to bring it back.
1: It is I to hear the idea. You're like, "Sounds interesting." But then when you're involved in it, you yes. it is truly it is a not only is it a unifying, there's a vulnerability involved, like yes. you have to have you have to oh, let yeah. someone use scissors around your leg <laughs> they're yes. drunk. There's definitely a drunk person, you're drunk, oh, they're yeah. drunk. And yes. they could definitely hurt you. That vulnerability. And then also, like, as it gets yeah. closer to midnight, eventually everybody's in short shorts. Like the shortest <laughs> like shorts. Hot pants, short shorts. By midnight, oh, yeah. everyone's in hot pants. And it's just oh, like yeah. this celebration of love yes. and vulnerability. It's so much it's and then so everybody's fun. diving into the piles of, yes. of <laughs> cut off <laughs> pants people
0: slide through the file like uh, the pile of cut pants and people get really they like the first few years it was hard to get Kristen came to an early one but it was hard to get people and then they would see the pictures there was a great woman who took the cuttings and stitched it into a dress for the next year oh, there oh, were people wow. that would pick up piles of cut pants and throw them into my fan and then spray people with cut <laughs> pants
1: <laughs> it was just because the fan was always going because it's a Brooklyn apartment, which is at 110 degrees at all times. So all the windows are open and there's a a ceiling fan (laughs) going on. And you would just throw them up and then it would just scatter pant legs everywhere. And then by, like you said,
0: last cut would usually be midnight or 1230. But by that cut... Like, strangers were best friends because they're cutting up deep thigh. I mean, you're seeing uh <laughs> nards and tips of ding-dongs. You're seeing butt <laughs> cheeks hanging out. But it everybody's having such a fun time and everybody's doing it that there's really no shame. It's just total yeah. fun and openness. And then it got to the point where people start cutting their shirts open and their shoulders off and the holes around their nipples. <laughs> and... uh I've had I've lived in L.A. for eight years, and all eight years I've had former New York friends be like, "You're going to do the pants cutting party," and I'm like, "I will. I can't do it this year. I'm going to be out of town or whatever, but I am going to bring it back." So I encourage the Bananimals. It's probably not enough time, but starting at nine thirty, you cut about four to five inches off, just straight across, up and across. That you can't cut your own, and and then you cut every half hour. And trust me, people get really excited. Uh, there were there were dozens of people over the years that showed up not understanding the party, wearing very expensive seven jeans, paper <laughs> denim jeans, and they would be like, you know what, screw it, cut my pants off, and uh, I'm gonna do a big one next year. But if you, if you're bored this year and you're alone, just you and your roommate, and you have an old pair of uh crappy chinos that you don't like and you need to spice it up, cut your pants off. Have some cut
1: decency. your pants off. Um, All right, give us we'll do a story time.
0: Yeah, we'll do a bigger one at some point, but this one is from Travis Winchell. He DM'd us. Thank you, Travis. Or Winchell. Maybe Winchell. Care to hear about... Oh,
1: Bananas Phone is ringing in my hand. Here we go. Live. Live answer.
0: Here we go. Bananas Phone, this is Scotty. You're live on a mini-sode. Hospital and how you guys were us get through this difficult time yes we yes we did I'm turning you up a little bit okay so you called two weeks ago telling us about your son who is having a difficult time in the hospital well after about two months on Christmas Eve he was able to come home yes I to Update you and then again thank you and Kurt for helping us through this difficult time
1: oh yeah we're yeah. celebrating That's finger so guns great. finger guns Woo.
0: So thank you very much. We appreciate the, the brevity in this difficult time. Oh, well, we're so happy for you. And this episode is going to be a mini that comes out on New Year's Eve. So we're so glad that you get to celebrate 2021 rolling in with your son. I hope everybody's help, healthy and happy. Yep, everyone's home and doing good. So, Thank you so it's much nice. for calling. I really appreciate it. And thanks for the update. We hope you guys have a much, much, much better year next year.
1: Take Thanks care. Sure. Oh, I, would, I would be remiss if I didn't say, um, maybe it's the collective, we should just call ourselves a bunch.
0: The bananas in a group is a bunch of bananas. That sounds great to us. It's a bunch of bananas. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's a good pitch. <laughs> well, take care and thank you again. We really appreciate it. Look thank at you. this. Bye.
1: What a great one. Well, that's a perfect one for New Year's Eve. It's a perfect one. Oh, that's, kind of, that's serendipity. It's so fun.
0: That's it. All right. Uh, and now I got to Venmo my friend Roger, 15 bucks for calling in. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, okay. So here we go. Care to hear about the most bananas airplane passenger I've ever had the pleasure of flying with? Kurt. Yep. This is from Travis. This took place in the spring of 2018. It's 7.30 a.m., and I have a coworker named Kurt, same spelling, and uh, we boarded a plane to Sacramento from Denver for a trade show. We rarely get to catch up in person, so it was really lucky that the two of us were seated together. The plane takes off as usual, and Kurt and I are having a great time chatting. A half hour goes by and we begin to notice the woman alone in the row behind us is fidgeting around more and more and bumping into our seats with more and more aggression. <laughs> I glance back to see what's going on and notice that she has a purse filled in caps with mini bottles of vodka. She then <laughs> she then drops her phone accidentally into the aisle which unplugs her headphones causing her phone to loudly play Nickelback. <laughs> 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 Buttrock's best band. Uh, while wrangling her phone back into her possession she attempted attempted to make friends with the gentleman across the aisle and asked for a bite of his breakfast sandwich. <laughs> no, 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 she did not. when the man declined to share his sandwich she stands up and responded by screaming this guy fucking hates me and then began to cry (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) she then uh, this guy fucking hates me and begins to cry she then knocks over her purse spilling no fewer than 25 mini bottles of vodka into the aisle. Wow. This obviously alerts the flight attendants who confiscate her purse and sternly warn her to calm down. By this point, we're nearly in Sacramento, and my friend Kurt and I have focused all of our attention on this lady (laughs) and haven't spent a minute (laughs) even catching up. We land... And this woman immediately gets on the phone with her boyfriend and begins to talk quite graphically about what she wants to do to him when she gets home. It was sex. A lot of sex. (laughs) As soon as we get off the plane, there are two Sacramento cops waiting to arrest her. And all of this happened before 10 (laughs) a.m. No. Oh, It's a 7 a.m. flight from Denver to Sacramento. She is my hero, and I hope she is well
1: because also denver to sacramento is not a super long flight it's maybe a half i think no (laughs) god oh
0: man is so funny to me just the the not asking drunkenly asking someone for their sandwich on a flight and then yelling this guy effing hates me and beginning (laughs) to cry is the greatest it's like it's like bridesmaids it really is perfect
1: I also oh, I was always surprised to find out that it is illegal to bring your own liquor onto an airplane. I always thought like, oh, I, I didn't th- know it's that. a great idea to do that. <laughs> I always thought that would be okay. And they make idea. the bat. Really, the airplane
0: bottles are just in it just entitled.
1: In yeah. Exactly. Those oh, are just for the airplane. The airplane's allowed. To oh, I didn't know. I after
0: 9/11 2001, uh A friend of mine in Florida was getting a divorce in November. So it was pretty soon after. Yeah. And I was uh, young and broke. So I flew AirTran. He asked me to come see him. AirTran is no more. I think maybe Southwest bought them. I don't know. I don't follow airlines. But uh, he was like, can you come down? I was like, sure, buddy. So we route through Memphis or whatever and we go down. On the way back up, I'm still a little nervous. I mean, it was such a shocking thing, obviously, that – and I was flying back to Massachusetts where two of the planes had taken off out of Logan. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I was like – you know, I'm, I guess the way to say it is more anxiety than I feel normally and then also a hyper alertness that – like, pay attention to everybody. If somebody unclips their seatbelt during takeoff, you're like, who are you? What are you doing? Yeah. Um, so I get on this plane. And we're flying back from Pensacola to Boston. And the woman next to me goes, do you think there's a terrorist on this plane? She's like 50.
1: <laughs> no, she does not. 50-year-old <laughs>
0: white woman. Didn't get her name. Looked like a Donna. Could have been a Donna. Maybe a Deb. Yeah. And she's, she's like, I'm very nervous. And I was like, it's okay. She goes, can I show you something? I said, okay. She goes, it really calms me down. And I said, sure. Whatever you, whatever you want. I'm nervous. I'm 19 years old or 20 years old. And yeah. uh, she reaches into her giant purse and pulls out a photo book, a photo album. She goes, "These are my two dogs." And on the first page are two pugs uh, at like an Olin, <laughs> uh, uh. at like an Olin Mills photo shoot. Just two dogs, <laughs> like children, just looking, just big dumb pug eyed right at the camera. And she turns the first page, and the first page is, uh, this is the this movie is an actual book. This is a, a hard copy color photo album. <laughs> so like um, like two, I don't know what size, four by six. So it's like eight inch. So it's two photos. It's like top and bottom. Oh, wow. It's very thick. And the first photo I see is the poster for backdraft and the two pugs dressed as firemen. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. She goes, I love dressing my dogs up as famous movie posters. And then I was what? like, okay, what? I know, <laughs> I know. Page two. Top Gun, <laughs> two pugs, one in a bomber jacket, <laughs> one in a blonde Kelly McGillis wig or whatever her name was, Top Gun poster with the movie dogs. We're talking Casablanca. We're talking Gladiator. Uh, it was like, and it was just two pugs that looked terrified for their life, dressed up. And she goes, isn't this just so funny? And it honestly, it, it did calm me down a little bit.
1: Also, it is funny. That it's It's hilarious. The weirdest thing, not only to do, but then to show a stranger on an airplane to calm them down post 9-11. Yes. And I'm
0: a very generous audience. I was going like, this is so cool. This is so cool. And it's just like out of Africa. And I'm like, is that the Robert Redford? And it's just a pug with like a mop (laughs) (laughs) wig on it. (laughs) <laughs> and then I had this so she's like are you flying through to Chicago or whatever I go no I'm going back to mass and she goes oh yeah we're transferring to Baltimore I'm like yeah yeah and she's like uh, then I started to have the thought that if, <laughs> that if there was a terrorist on that plane and with a plane crashed. And that photo album leapt from her bag into my dead lap and arms. And then my family was like, did Scotty have a weird thing for pugs? Dressing them up like photo, like movie posters. The backdraft one is, you know how certain images are just seared into your head. Yeah. Two po- I I did not. I thought she was going to show me her kids or her husband or her. Uh, houseboat. I didn't know what was going on, but just seeing two dogs dressed as firemen with backdraft font, the flames, the axes. Ugh. That's why we get up. In, that's why we get on planes, guys. Be a good plane neighbor.
1: Someday, I just wish we could find that woman because I just I want to. Not only do I want to see the photos, I want to have her on the show. I want to be her best friend.
0: Yeah. She was a really nice woman. But, yeah, she was just like, this calms me down. And then I was like, this is going to confuse everybody if I die. And they will really be like, this guy was a cinephile and loved dogs.
1: (laughs) And a pugophile. And a pugophile. So we got got this one. We got a story sent in. From Caitlin McKenna sent it to the, the bananas email, the bananas Thank podcast. You, Caitlin. Thank <laughs> she says, Good day, Curtin Scotty. I'm assuming she's from Australia. As you can probably Good tell guess. from my greeting, I am from Australia. And boy, do I there have a story for you. Some background I work in a children's hospital as a scientist performing a test that involves putting a cap filled with electrodes on patients' heads and recording for up to 30 minutes. Because children have a healthy level of suspicion, I am no stranger to side eyes, and kids just decided Uh to crack it on a whim. Crack it, okay. I think, means to, like, start crying and, like, lose it. i okay. Uh, Poor little One
0: guys. day
1: in the waiting room was a three-and-a-half-year-old girl with her mom, dad, and baby sister. She's pretty mm-hmm. quiet, but my colleague and I can tell that she's nervous. When we call her in, we offer to put the Wiggles or Peppa Pig on, and her mom declines, saying that she has brought the girl's favorite DVD along. What Great. you think a 3-year-old's favorite DVD is? Not Drop Andre Rieu, that's for sure. <laughs> so I don't even uh, know what we, that is. Andre Rieu. I looked him up. I looked him up. He is an Austrian concert violinist. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks like so he is oh. very famous and popular. He stand I I watched a video that's actually from like, you know, early in twenty twenty. It has over five million views. People fucking love Andre Ryu. He okay. looks like a kind of like um he he looks like uh like the the like um the Charlie and the chocolate factory factory owner. Like that's who he looks like. What's his name? Like Willy Wonka? Wonka <laughs> Yeah, Willy Wonka. Can't remember looks the name. Like of Willy fucking Wonka. Willy Wonka. My brain is broken. By like the, the Gene pandemics. Wilder, the old school
0: one, or the weird, creepy Gene Johnny Wilder. Depp one. He looks okay. like Gene
1: Wilder's the, Willy Wonka, the better one. but with like a a perfectly paunchy belly. And so okay. he wears a three-piece suit and just has this big paunch with this big smile and this, like, long graying hair. And he's got a very expressive face. And then he stands in front of what looks like a 500-piece fucking orchestra. And okay. then he's, like, 12 feet in front of all of them. <laughs> and then he just aggressively <laughs> plays his violin for everybody. Ooh. It is Hawking fascinating. I don't Man. understand the world of classical music. Me this neither. Seems, if I don't know anything about this, this guy seems like he is like the uh, Michael Bolton of classical music. Okay. Okay. That's what he seems I like. I can picture that. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. So So, so they pop in this the you. So we yeah. begin the test. Accompanied by an Austrian concert violinist, you can tell she's the silent, angry type because she tolerates our setup process watching Andre while glaring at us both. Ten minutes into her recording, my colleague asks her to close her eyes. We can see brain activity better this way, and this kid loses her mind. She's inconsolable. Her mom suggests she might be hungry, so we offer to pass her some food from her bag, but nope. Mom whips out the boob for this fully toothed three-year-old. No shade to Mm. breastfeeding mothers, but seriously, this kid is angry and has a full set of teeth. I wouldn't want that anywhere near my nipple. This doesn't work, and the situation escalates. Dad bursts into the room, and the kid is grunting and crying, and we can make out that she's saying something between the angry grunts. Can I lick you? This kid doesn't want Andre, doesn't want breast milk. All she wants to do is lick her dad. Her dad slides in, pulls his face mask down, and presents the side of his cheek for her to lick. She gently licks his face and begins to calm down. My my colleague and I still laugh about this daily. Oh, my God. This is not the only weird and wonderful tale I have after working in a hospital and for a major tech company in a customer-facing tech sport role. You can't imagine what I've seen. And also, there was time I, the time I rode on the tram driven by the famous Melbourne tram boy. But I'll Yay! leave it there for today. Thanks for the podcast. I frequently find myself snort laughing in the car on my commute. Always face licks. Caitlin, Caitlin. Caitlin, this is a great story. Thank you, Caitlin. I'm also fascinated to know that you got to ride on the tram
0: that, me too that
1: the uh, that the Melbourne tram boy road Caitlin. drove licking your dad's face is that a thing like,
0: three year old breastfeeding I mean, also, that's not, not that thing. shocking that's like okay a lot of people do that I got do what you want to do but licking
1: your dad's face yeah yeah and also and I will say uh, I I'm on this kid's side I was a real weird kid yes, <laughs> myself
0: famously uh,
1: also, I famously, I breastfed yep. until I was three. You know this, Scotty. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I thought it very was long a joke
0: little later than that. I thought it was older than that.
1: When I wrote the joke, the joke is better, honestly. I, when, I first, when I first wrote the joke, I thought I breastfed until I was five. Oh, so gotcha. the, the joke on my first album about breastfeeding until I was five. Um, and the joke is, not to spoil it, but I also started smoking cigarettes 10 so there's a lot more to the joke so you can still enjoy the joke but the idea is that like five years after i stopped breastfeeding i started smoking yes um and no but then i played that (laughs) before my mom died i played the um i played the clip for my mom like hey listen to this you know and yeah. uh, she's like, you weren't five, you were three. And I was like, three is still weird, mom. <laughs> you can still, you still have a full set of teeth. You're talking in full sentences. You can wear a little suit. Yep. I mean, that's still Game of Thrones fucking weird, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: Man, licking a face.
0: I, I can't, I mean, I went to junior prom and I didn't go with somebody that, um, I had a crush on me, which was very flattering, and I pa- I passed out in a ping pong room at somebody's house, like just because I was done with the night. And I'm like, I'm going to sleep under here. I'll be left alone. And I woke up to that girl licking my face, licking really? the side of my face. Yeah. And she now she's a mom with four kids. Uh, and, and what? How seemingly... old? Junior prom. So that's what. 15, so I was 16? probably fifteen or fourteen, and. I it was a big house party. It was like an after party and everybody's kind of sleeping at different at this big house and, and you know people were doing I would say typical suburban high school amount of drinking and stuff and I kind of was just tired. I was just done. So I knew the layout of the basement and there was like a workout room that had a ping pong table and I was like perfect. I'm gonna go in here, I'm gonna roll up my you know, J.C. Penny suit jacket as a pillow and fall asleep, and I fell asleep in a pitch black room, no windows, and woke up to a very strange feeling. And it wasn't the girl that I went to prom oh. with; oh, it was a friend of hers licking the side of my face, not like my mouth, or but like I woke up. Did to you somebody guys start? Like so wait, here the, did it. Did you guys start making out then? No, I was terrified. I was <laughs> like, I, I won't say the names, but it was the girl that I ended up. dating around that time it was not that girl and so i knew she was somewhere else in the house party or around or spending the night and not only that but you wake up in the pitch black to anybody licking your face you're just like your first reaction (laughs) isn't like this is awesome you your first reaction is like i hope this person is uh i can throw them off of me if necessary so but you know maybe she was just having a moment um just having a
1: moment I've never well, been like I got to lick a face. <laughs> well, we did it again. Another another episode in the books. They end quickly, but they start quickly. You know. Thank you for all your great stories. Keep sending them. Keep
0: uh, keep reaching out on all our social media and our phone and our email, and letting us know what you're up to. Have a great 2021, everybody, and watch us February 6 on the Banana Spectacular 2021, a live yeah, happy show. Happy New
1: Year. Happy New
0: Year, bananas.
1: This has been an exactly right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at the Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested
0: in advertising on bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com.